Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Teaching Tales. Once again, I am your host, Brent Coley, and joining me this week is one of my rock star teachers. She won't tell you that. She's embarrassed right now that I'm saying that, but Monique Petrusi, one of our awesome kindergarten teachers, is here. Monique, thank you for taking the time. Well, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. You've got... I know that we've talked before we started recording. When I started doing the podcast, I said, hey, do you have any stories to tell? Because, and we were just talking before I hit record that people learn through stories, which is the whole idea of this podcast. People remember things through stories, and the idea, the goal of this podcast is to hopefully inspire and encourage. So before we get into the stories that we're going to share today, tell our listeners, tell my mom and dad a little about your background, how you got into teaching, how long you've been teaching, etc. Well, I still remember the moment I decided I wanted to be a teacher. I was in sixth grade and uh, we were up in the mountains with my family and I was sitting up in the room upstairs, the big loft, and I remember thinking, you know what, I think I want to be a teacher, and I remember coming down the stairs and saying, Mom and Dad, I know what I want to be, I want to be a teacher, and um, it never wavered since then, I just always knew what I wanted to do, and um, I began teaching right out of my credential program, Um, I think I was 22 or 23 years Mm. old, and I think this is my 22nd year teaching, I've spent most of my time in kindergarten, I've taught bilingual, I've taught second grade, I've taught first grade. Um, something about kindergarten felt like coming home. You are definitely at home yeah. in kindergarten. Yeah. And I think we went to the same credential. Yes. We like both with at Cal State Fullerton, Hallie Yop, Andrea yes. Guillaume yes. were our, our block leaders. So a very small world. Yes. So, well, in terms of the topic for today, when, when I know... What do you want to talk about? I approached you about talking about this. I have a story that I, I'm not, I'll be honest to anyone listening, I'm not real excited to share this story because it's a story of one of my big goofs, one of my big mess ups. And really the idea was the power of apology mm-hmm. and how powerful when we mess up, not if we mess up right. with our kids, but right. when we mess up how much power there can be in owning that with students. And uh, you said that you had a story of your, when you were a student, regarding that. So tell tell us about that. Well, first off, I just wanted to say that when I decided to be a teacher, I think that... um, Becoming a teacher is a lot like becoming a parent. You have like this mm. idealistic idea of exactly <laughs> how you're going to do it and everything's going to go um, swimmingly and you picture what it's going to look like. And so many times it's based on your own experiences. Like um, I had fantastic parents. My parents were are phenomenal. And so when I parented, I always thought I'm going to do things exactly like my parents did. Mm. And as a teacher, I had some... In- as a student, I had some incredible, incredible teachers, but some of the things that I remember most were those moments when a teacher did mess up. And I have a really strong memory from my, when I was a child, and it's kind of governed and guided my teaching in the fact of the I would never kind mm-hmm. of situation. And um, I was in kindergarten, and um, I was left-handed. 
And when you are left-handed, um, your fine motor skills come a little more slowly. Mm-hmm. They don't have right left-handed the, scissors, the, so you're left. The with desks are all everything. Everything's, everything's just wonky and a little bit hard, and you're constantly bumping in. And so, my writing was always messier than the other kids. I couldn't use the scissors. Um, my coloring was messier, and it was around Christmas time, and there was a lot happening in my kindergarten room. And the teacher was harried and chaotic. She was trying to wrap our Christmas presents to take home to our parents, and so to keep us busy, she had given us a Rudolph the Red News nose reindeer coloring sheet and I remember I have a big brother who's three and a half years older than me and the sun rose and set on him and so I sat down and I started coloring Rudolph and I was super excited because I thought I was coloring like my big brother Mm. and I was really proud of my coloring and I was taking my time and I thought it looked beautiful and I finished and I was always a fast finisher by nature I kind Uh of like my younger when I was a fast finisher and I know the teacher was busy and I was super excited to go show her my reindeer and I walked up to her with the paper and um, she took the paper and she said I told you to take your time and she crumpled it into a ball and she threw it in the trash can and my adult self can look back and know that she needed the time to wrap the presents and I had gone too quickly and Mm -hmm. mine probably didn't look as good as the other kids but I just remember being completely completely devastated oh gee yeah and that has how is that like you said now you can look back as a teacher and know Mm -hmm. okay that was an activity that was buying her some time to, to do whatever to get ready but how has that shaped you or helped you? I mean, obviously that is that you were five. Yeah. And that yeah. is still, I mean, you just told that story like it was right. yesterday. Right, right. I, I never want to be that memory. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is honestly probably my strongest school memory, and it's from when I was youngest. And kids don't remember Mm-mm. much from their kindergarten year. Mm-mm. I can be honest with you and tell you I don't even know what she looked like. I just remember that moment. I have no idea what she looked how like. How she made you I feel. remember how I felt in that moment, and I never want to be that for any child. Mm-hmm. And um, I even keep a picture in my classroom of my kindergarten self, and it's mm. up in my room, and I've kept it up in my room since I've taught kindergarten for about 12 years now. And I think what I learned is that sometimes, even in our not wanting to be something in a moment, we are that something and I had an experience probably um, I want to say it was this fall and um, I really encourage talking in my class like you know I come to you all the time with the things that my kids come up with it's incredible it's incredible I love listening to them talk I love hearing what they have to say um, the things if I just sit back and let them go that they come up with just absolutely blow me away and um, it happened to be a Monday and on Monday in kindergarten is our one day for testing most assessments in kindergarten are one-on-one you can't hand a class a set of papers and have them take a test and so on Mondays we have this time committed to marvelous Monday it's a time where the kids can engage in playing with each other and in building Mm -hmm. and developing relationships and we as the teachers will pull the kids one at a time to make up assessments and it was right around report card time so in my head I knew exactly what kids I needed to get through with assessments I needed to get my report cards done I was in a hurry and it was after recess and we needed to do one writing activity before we could have our marvelous Monday time and as I picked up the kids and brought them in from recess I was thinking okay How quick can we get through this writing so that I can get to Marvelous Monday, so I can get my kids assessed, so I can do report cards? And um, 
I have this little guy who's incredibly articulate and he's one of my greatest contributors to conversations. And as we were doing our writing, he kept wanting to talk about everything we were doing with the writing and I was in a hurry. And so I kept saying, okay, not right now. Okay, let, let's get through so we can get to Marvelous Monday. I want to get you to your Marvelous Monday time, which was really me getting to my testing time. It wasn't about their Marvelous sure. Monday. And um, he just kept wanting to talk about every sound he was hearing and everything that was happening as he was writing. And I finally, I, I said it playfully, but there was an edge to it. I said, kid, you're driving me crazy. We have mm -hmm. to write. And in the moment I said it, I watched like everything just kind of come out of him. And he didn't say a word the rest of the writing time. Mm. And um, he didn't talk about anything that was happening after that. He was just quiet. And, and, uh, the sad thing is, is one of the things that I value most about this little guy is his ideas and his articulate yeah. conversation. And I took what is one of his very best things and I embarrassed him yeah. with one of his very best <clears throat> things. And so we finished our writing and I sent the kids to Marvelous Monday and rather than test, I called him back to my desk and I said, James, can I talk to you about what happened in writing before you go play. And so he came over to me and I said, I am sorry. I said, I am sorry for what I said to you. I said, it wasn't even true. Yeah. I said, you were not driving me crazy. And everything you said was important and I should have listened and I didn't do the right thing and I didn't mean it and it wasn't nice. Hmm. And I said, I am truly sorry. Can you forgive me? And he said, I forgive you. And I said, I want you to know it's not true. What mm -hmm. I said is not true. And um, I let him go play, and I still on my heart thinking, gosh, I, 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 took that, I took that from him. And so I started my testing, and it was still kind of hanging heavy on me. Yeah. And he went and played in the play kitchen with some of his friends, and I'm over there testing, and I thought, Am I that memory? Am I that? Am I that moment? Mm -hmm. And he walked over to me with a little play plate and a play taco. And tacos are my favorite food. And so he brought me a taco. And in that moment of him bringing me a taco, I realized that kids' grace is way bigger than yes. ours. <laughs> because it was kind of so let, it let me know that he was okay. And um, also, I think it showed me that maybe it's not about doing everything right, but about what happens after that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the teachable moment for him wasn't in that moment. It was what happened after that sure. moment. And I'm constantly telling the kids that I make mistakes and that it's okay for them to make mistakes and we grow from mistakes. But I think there's power in those moments when they see us make the mistakes. Sure. I mean, I can tell them I make mistakes, but when they actually see me make a mistake. And I realized, too, that maybe, maybe his memory won't be that moment I said that you're driving me crazy. Maybe his memory will be that I'm human. And what I really wanted him to understand was just because my words said that he was driving me crazy and that he was talking too much, it didn't make it true. Yeah. And I want him to walk away from that knowing that there will be times <clears throat> where someone says something to him that's not about him. Yeah. That it's about, it wasn't about him talking. It was about me having my agenda. Sure. And so... Um, I just hope that he knows that and that I explained to him that just because those words that came out were unkind, they weren't true. Yeah. And we don't have to own what everybody says because yeah. that was my moment. That wasn't his. And I just kind of wonder, too, like as I go back to my kindergarten self, 
what would have happened if before I had gone home from school that day, if that teacher if had teacher, called me over yeah. and had said, <clears throat> Monique, I, I'm, I blew it. I, I'm sorry. I, I blew it, and, and she didn't. And so, yeah. um, but I think that apologizing to them when we make mistakes in that moment of connection, in that moment of just um, letting their heart hear your heart and, mm -hmm. and knowing that you see who's in front of you, I think that that is powerful and important. And it's certainly not the only time I've had to apologize, and I'm sure it won't be the last time huh. I have to apologize. No. But I think that it's not about hiding our mistakes. It's about owning them. Yeah. Well, so. abs Wow, as you're telling that story, because I, I had not... I've not heard you tell me that. I mean, that's, I'm thinking of my experience. And I had a similar experience, not when I was in kindergarten, but it was, I think, my fourth year of teaching. And I was teaching fourth grade. And I had a student that year who was challenging <laughs> in terms of behaviorally. He required a lot of attention. And, um, one of the sweetest kids I've ever taught. And and would you agree? They I mean, usually they are. They usually are. The, honestly, uh, the, the they one, usually the ones, are. The, who, probably the, one of the biggest hearts, heart of gold, smile that could light up mm -hmm. the room. Um, but he, he was challenging. Yeah. Required a lot of redirects. A lot of, I mean, just had a hard time and was one of those students who, who sometimes it, it, it took a lot of energy mm -hmm. from, from the teacher's perspective. And I remember it was a Friday. And again, this was 17 years ago, and I remember it like it was yesterday, one of those, mm -hmm. oh, geez. Oh, such a vivid memory. We were after, it was after lunch. Kids were silently reading. I was getting ready for a writing activity. It was after recess. We were getting ready for a writing activity. And I was prepping in the front, and the kids were reading. And when it was done, I said, all right, boys and girls, Let's go ahead and put away your put away your books. We're we're gonna move into we're gonna do some writing. And the student went, uh and I know where you're going. You you, you are <laughs> unfortunately I did not handle it the best way. At, at that point I was spent. Mm -hmm. And it's not an excuse. It's it's where I was. And he went, uh and I went eh, right back at him. And like your story, the way you, with your student, as soon as I said that, I saw him just head went down, shoulders slumped forward, completely deflated. I crushed his spirit yeah. in that moment. And they say that... You hear, you see movies and television shows. Oh, I, my life flashed before my eyes in that moment. My life didn't flash before my eyes. His life mm -hmm. flashed before my eyes. And I realized in that moment, I had just become that mm -hmm. teacher. Yeah. That teacher that, for you, it was your kindergarten teacher. That teacher that every single one of us can identify. Right. That teacher who didn't believe in me, that teacher who mocked me, that teacher who, whatever it was right. that, that left me with a negative experience, congratulations, Brent, you just became that guy yeah. For, yeah. For, this, for this kiddo. And 
I took a couple steps to the left and I and and started started with the lesson. He was still sitting over. He was right in the front and he was still kind of hunched over. And I remember stopping like mid-sentence, walking back over to him, standing in front of him and saying, "Boys and girls, what I and I remember like almost verbatim what I said. Boys and girls, what I just did was wrong. Mm -hmm. I should not have done that. And I, I, I told the student, I called him by name, and I said, I, I said, and he looked up, and I said, will you forgive me? That was not right, what I just did. I was frustrated. Will you forgive me? And like your student, he looked up and he said, yes. Mm -hmm. And with a look of grace, like he meant it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And somehow I made it through the rest of that lesson and the rest of the day because it's all I thought about the mm -hmm. rest of the day. And I remember that weekend going over Sunday afternoon, we went over and had lunch at my parents' house. And I remember telling my parents, specifically my father, what had happened and telling him, Dad, I'm that teacher. Yeah. I, for the rest of his life, he is going to remember me as being the guy who made him feel like nothing right. in that moment. And I will never forget what my dad said. He said, or you may be the first adult who has ever apologized mm -hmm. to him. And I'm praying <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that that is what he, I mean, right. unfortunately, he, I, I, I pray that he remembers both, that he kind of like your situation, that he remembers Mr. Coley blew it in that moment. Mm -hmm. But at least Mr. Coley was man enough right. to own it. Right. Because I think one of the worst things is when adults blow it and try to, well, you just need to suck it up. I mean, shoot, last night with my daughter, who you know. Yes, I do. I, <laughs> I, love. I did not handle the situation as well as I may have. She was very excited to share something with me and unintentionally did not share that and and I remember afterwards went into her bedroom and just sat down on the edge of her bed and she was in her chair and and just apologizing and saying baby this is the first time that I've done this <laughs> you're my first child <laughs> I've never been a parent before like yes. and and dad daddy's going to blow it sometimes yeah. and and again, hoping that, because I want nothing more, and I told her that there's nothing more in this life I want than to be somebody that you look up to. Right. And when I blow it, I want you to know how sorry I am. And, and just going back to the student, that's, again, that's my prayer, is that yeah. he would, and the message, I mean, the reason that I, I'm comfortable sharing this story with you, <laughs> just in terms of we, we, we work together, but... That's not a fun story to share. No. I mean, your story was no. not a not a. I mean, it's I, not your proudest moment. No, it, no. It, it it is it is the biggest mistake. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, and believe me, I've made a ton yeah. in my career. It's the biggest mistake, the one I regret the right. most. And I hope so. For anybody listening to this, I think the reason that while this isn't a fun episode to record, it's one that I think every single educator, parent, adult, anyone who works with anybody, but especially kids. Take comfort, and I, I love what you said, like kids' grace mm -hmm. is their ability to forgive and to be resilient, and their grace 
can often surprise us, yeah. but we have to give them the opportunity to do that because right. the last thing I want is for our students to grow up thinking, he thought he was perfect mm -hmm. when, he, I mean, because kids are smart. <laughs> when we mess up, they, they know it. They know it. Yeah. And when we try to cover it up thinking, well, they won't, they know it. And it just makes us look, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't set. And I think our human instinct when we mess up is instead of, instead of acknowledging that we've messed up and instead of apologizing is we try to be overly solicitous and kind and yeah, you know, instead of be overly apologizing nice. to James, oh, let me, like let the me next give you time saying, extra. your writing looks awesome yeah. or great idea. And I think when we do that, we rob them of the ability to be able to let it go. Yeah. Like had I not, I, I think when I apologize to him and let him know that what I said wasn't true, it took the power out of the mm -hmm. words that I, the power yeah. out of the, you're driving yeah. your teacher crazy. I, I took its power away. Yeah. I hope I took its power sure, away. Sure, sure. And, and like you said, and we can close with that, is, is it shows them that you can say it's okay to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you do? Yeah. What, it's, you're going to make mistakes, but how do we, it's almost like we can say all kids can learn. Don't tell me all kids can learn. Show me what you do when they don't. Right. That right. type of thing. Rick DeFore used to say that. I mean, it's the same type of thing. Don't, don't, we, we shouldn't tell kids that it's okay to make mistakes. We need to show them mm -hmm. with our actions, not just words, actions, what do you do when you do make a mistake? Right. Academically, behaviorally, socially, everything. Right. So, whew. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good talk. That, it was good. So thank, thank you, Monique. You're um, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, hopefully people got something out of this and are encouraged that when you blow it, own it. and Because uh, your kids will appreciate that. Right. And, and I think truly they will remember that right. longer, longer than we realize. So again, thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. As as always, we totally appreciate it. Thank you for the feedback that we've we've gotten online once again. If you haven't already, you can subscribe in iTunes and Google Play. And if you like what you hear, uh, take the take a second or two if you would give us a review, uh, a rating that helps us get the word out to to more people. You can also find us on the website, my website at brentcoley.com/podcast. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.